Welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am your host, Kristen Sparks. I am the CEO and founder of Roar Inc. Voices Our Power, communications and connections company. I am a corporate and personal growth facilitator. I am an infinite possibilities and certified success principles trainer, currently working on my master certification for the success principles and my BVC coaching certification. I am a facilitator, author, speaker, and thought leader. I am a cancer, broken heart, body, and soul thriver. 2022 is a power year and all about living our best life. I may live with chronic pain, but I find joy in every day in the act of getting up and having a new day filled with infinite options, opportunities, and possibilities of success. Roar with Sparks, How Loud Is Your Roar is all about you. Come join the conversation as we gather weekly to share wisdom, insight, and value, learning from and giving to each other and our special guests, sending our vibration higher and charging each other up all while having fun. Can't wait to see you here. How loud is your roar? Well, hello and welcome back to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am so excited. I have got Katia with me and Katia is one of the most amazing women that I have had the pleasure of meeting on my journey of self-discovery. She is wow woman. Literally, she is wow woman. She wrote the book on wow woman. She is everything wow. You're also a co-author with Jack Canfield, which is so cool. Good for you on that one as well. Kudos, kudos. She is an empowerment coach. She's helped hundreds of women across 25 different countries. And let me tell you, Katia's got it. So Katia, take it from here. Tell us a little more about you. Hello, Christian. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. <sighs> wow. Yes, it has been <laughs> it has been a journey. That's a wow journey. I think that's why people called me because I wrote a book on this. I actually woke up one night and thinking, wow, that's my woman. That's somebody I want to help become a wow. Because I didn't know how else I could describe that woman. It was me, my journey of becoming more wow, I guess. And it was for those women who are still in their journey, even though we are, I don't think, is is it ever going to finish that journey? No, I mean, when we die one day. But otherwise, it's a constant uh, path of growing and evolving. I love it. I'm sure you do too. And uh your audience. I think we're all on this path, which is called life. And um, there are ups and downs. And this book is for, you know, to support women on that journey to let it go when needed, or to focus on their, on their wowness when we go through tough times. And we all do. It's just how we choose to react. That's up to us, right? We know the Number one rule, number one law, number one advice is take 100% responsibility for your lives. And what to focus on is one number one thing you can do. So the book, I started talking about the book, but it's just, uh, it's a reminder that we were all born well, and then we learn to be a little bit afraid, have some doubts, doubts, we all have them, but it's how we deal with them. That's a choice. It is a choice. 
it is completely a choice. When we're going through this journey and we are trying so desperately to find ourselves, there is that that thought to blame other people or blame other things or blame our parents or blame the circumstances of our birth or where we were born or, you know, what color we were born, for goodness sakes, you know. And once we realize that there is no blame, there's no shame, there's no guilt, there is just our ability to choose. That's, that's where our power is, right? We mean you will empower women. Oh, what is empowerment? That's the power of choosing that we all have a choice of doing what we want, not that we have to. That kind of like for women of uh, my generation, your generation, we all went through this, I must, right? I have to. I have responsibility. What are you talking about? You want to give, Christian and Katya, you want to give me more responsibilities? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this forever. Sometimes when I don't explain this, and at first when I just throw it at them and I say, take more responsibilities, they're like, <laughs> more? And at first they're like, no, 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 no. They're blocking this uh, main principle, main rule of taking responsibility. Then I turn this thing around and I said, responsibility, ability to respond. And that's where your power is. You can respond this way, or can respond that way. You can choose to feel guilty. You can choose to feel the fear. You can choose whatever feelings you can choose it. I learned this obviously hard way. Otherwise, I would not be here because I think every <laughs> every speaker, coach, everybody who's got a message, we we had to go through, um, have to do it the hard way, and that's why we're here. That's why we have we can teach now, even though yeah. there's still some imposter syndrome. Who am I to teach? Yes. Right? You go through this. Yeah. Letting your audience know that that's all of this is okay. We all go through this. We're not perfect. Oh my God, I'm so far from perfect. I'm so far from. from <laughs> but in wow, wow is not a perfect woman. Wow, woman is a woman who is uh, growing and evolving. Woman who yes. is doing something and feeling imperfect and feeling self doubts. But it's the overcoming and making those choices and what makes a woman wow. So, <laughs> talking about the empowerment, talking about the choice, and talking, as you said, that we can basically choose what happens to us. And thanks God, I went through my personal development, the first personal development training when I was 20 years ago. Mm. And I'm so grateful for that. I came there with a plan. It was, it was, the, <laughs> was the target. Okay. I want to be confident. Okay. Because I was not confident at all. Like, look at me now. Of course, a lot of things are going in through my mind. And I don't feel 100% of the time like this. I'm so confident on stage, fitness, bikini competitor, Mrs. Canada, all those beautiful things. But they happened after I overcame my insecurities, doubts, shame. Oh my God, I was in such a darkness when I was younger. Even though my life looked great to everybody else, I was living in 
Miami, Monaco, and a wealthy atmosphere, glitz and glam. But inside, I was not happy at all. And eating disorder, 20 years, distorted body image. And I went through all of this. So if your audience is going through some rough times and like looking at me and you, you're having a podcast, amazing clients. And me too, I'm living again, I'm here now in Toronto, Mrs. Canada, all of those beautiful things that I was able to do, they didn't come from that. Right. <laughs> they weren't just handed to you on a silver platter. You worked for this. I don't like the word hard, <laughs> but I was saying a lot. <laughs> it took me a lot of time, but it's just little baby steps, a little bit of here and there. So my eating disorder went into four years of um, bikini competitions. That was my way of overcoming. My fear of uh, public speaking is me now becoming a speaker. I did the opposite thing. My beauty, not feeling as beautiful, participating in fitness, in, oh, fitness too, but beauty competition, becoming Mrs. Canada. So it's all possible. My message is it's all possible to be wowed by you, by your own confidence, by your own resilience, perseverance. It's so possible. Absolutely. So possible no matter what age, what circumstances. I mean, I came to Canada when I was 17 by myself. That's amazing. I have a little story about this, uh, me coming to Canada, and I was standing. I remember my, my friends. I was 17, and my friends took me downtown, and I was standing in this posh street, this beautiful neighborhood, and I was looking at the people, how they were dressed, at the buildings, and I was thinking... That is just not a chip. Even this straight now. <laughs> Only, what is it, 30 years later? This is me. This is my apartment. I made it. And everybody can do it. Right. All you got to do is, is put one foot in front of the other. That's it. Yeah. And thinking that there's no failure. It's just doing, doing, doing. You know, I think that one of the biggest messages here is to remember that gratitude for where you came from, for what you did yesterday, for whatever that win is that you did today, whether it's not picking up the bag of chips or, for me, not using drugs or doing the things that you know are self-sabotaging. And allowing yourself to really find that inner strength and courage and endurance to move forward one step at a time, no matter what the demons are, no matter what the dragons are that you have in your life, you can overcome them. You can be the slayer. You can be your knight in shining armor and take out what you need to get rid of. And I think that's the message that we need to really permeate through the world is that we as women are so much stronger and so much more capable than we've ever given ourselves credit for. And it's time to do that. For sure. 
like my concept as this wow woman is actually it's not my idea it's god's idea no it's the woman man but it's the wow right. man so that woman we were born that way that uh, we were born leaders and that was taken away from us or we gave it away because we were like oh we're just too nice but we were um, born to lead, to nurture, to serve, but at the same time, be wealthy, healthy, happy, fun. Sometimes I forget the fun. I'm a big advocate of play. Sometimes we get too quick carried away in that role. Oh, did I interrupt you? Sorry. I just <laughs> I'm emotional sometimes. Very emotional, especially and guests on, on things like this because really that's my passion to make women's life more fun. <laughs> if I forget that sometimes, I'm sure other women forget it even more often. Absolutely. As part of the retreat is, is bringing women back to learning how to play, how to get out of their comfort zone and get out of their own way so that they can have a life that is full you can't have a full life unless you are allowing yourself to truly live it. Absolutely. And the reason we're not living it, and that's something I'm concentrating on right now in my service and my teachings, is I come from fitness and nutrition background. That's how I started in this business. Well, I have a law de- <laughs> couple of degrees, but that doesn't, that's past life. <laughs> That's my ego side of me. But the real true me is more about teaching and about making uh, women's lives better. But right now, I'm more concentrating on those fears, on those limiting beliefs, on those that are in the subconscious, they're in the past. We are carrying them through life. There's that emotional baggage that's not needed. And I'm right now, my focus is more on to um, money blocks, beliefs, and limiting beliefs about money i'm so fascinated now with how what happened to a lot of us in the childhood is related to how we think about money and how open we are to receiving money and i know last time we talked i told you i'm more into like fitness and making women look younger and i can do all of that and i still do because that's again that's my mission but good looking is okay but how about receiving money and i had to unfold my own story with money how my guilt and shame were actually related to me having or not having money that is so interesting yes it is so i started letting go of my fears and of my shame and guilt because I remember when I was younger, my family was a very well-off family in the communist Russia. And my mom was always telling me, you know, let's hide this, don't show this. My mom still carries a lot of guilt and shame around it. And I had to unpack it. I had to remove. I had to, how interesting. I'm like 48-year-old woman, and I still have hold those thoughts. I hold those limiting beliefs myself. I mean, I not good enough to have money. You know, I have to do things as a woman to get money rather than being allowing myself to be who I am and accepting and receiving just as much as I'm willing to give. Yeah, those limiting beliefs. This is so big. 
that is so big. I mean, I was able to overcome them. That's why I'm financially okay. But I think I'm ready to teach them. No, I think I, I do teach that and I do help them. Yes, it's all in the past. And we, it's just amazing how, you know, how easy it is to get rid of those blooming beliefs. So what's your secret? What do you teach that's so easy to get rid of the limiting beliefs if you'll share? I take them into their childhood with uh, this meditator process. And somewhere around the age of 3 to 12, usually it's pretty much the same story all over again. Something that happened when a woman, or at that time a young girl, was neglected, was told something one mom slapped her and immediately this little girl creates a belief about herself that becomes her law, her identity about herself. This is who I am. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of love, of attention, of energy and money is energy. So if my own mom doesn't love me, doesn't think I'm worthy of it, and she's becoming she doesn't allow the world to just close to receiving. It's like a pretzel where you've got to kind of untwist that dough so that you can remake yourself into what you truly are. You have to realize what that limiting belief is, allow your body to process it, all the feelings that are associated with it, which is shame, low vibration, the lowest level of vibration of shame. Then there is big guilt, all of fears, and then let it go and create a new belief and allow that love. First of all, forgive yourself for making mistakes. You're a little girl. You didn't know any better. I mean, how could you? Forgive yourself for having that. Forgive your mother, father, whoever was there. Just let it go. Not for them, for you. Forgiveness isn't about the other person. Forgiveness is truly about you and allowing yourself again to receive whatever it is, the love, money, value of any kind. And then when you process it, then you become a new person because living out of that, having that law, that idea about yourself and having a different new belief that that you're worthy, that you're just loved, valued, these are like two different people, right? Two different futures. Do you ever see the movie Sliding Doors? No. It was back in the, I want to say, 90s. And if I remember correctly, the actress was Gwyneth Paltrow. But it, the basis of the movie was she would go through one door and have one future. And if she went through another door, she had a different future. And it was so eye-opening to me at that time that it is all of these choices that you make in life, all the different curves that you go around, all the corners you turn, make a difference in where you end up in life. However, when you get there, you have a choice to make again to change what the outcome is. And it's all coming back to that 100% responsibility that you talk about, which is a Jack Canfield basis in what we train And your response to whatever the events are is where your power and your choice lie. And you can change everything. Yes. Women's empowerment is in that response. And those choices are every day. 
I always, uh, when somebody asks me how I raise my daughter and what I do for her, uh, and I'm, I think I'm as successful as a mother. I think that's my best project ever, a single mother. Her father is not uh, financially supporting her now, the last five, six years. But I would say I can't teach her everything. How old is she, Katia? She's 18. Oh, wow. That's such a great age. But I can teach her to make choices. And she seems like she seems to be making pretty good choices. She's a professional dancer. She's got accepted to um, best university in, in Canada. Oh, that's great. I think she really has any guilt feel. I'm sure she hasn't, but I, I mean, nothing. The guilt and shame is just not on her agenda. Oh, that's so agenda. good. <laughs> Yeah, changing this whole conversation from blame, shame, and guilt is my modus operandi. That's my mission. That is absolutely what we do because we need to wipe that clean, that slate. It's like having a whiteboard and we get to clean it off. It's not as hard as people think, first of all. That's my message for today. It's not as hard. And secondly, it's women, and that's my story. Uh, we go for more knowledge and more educations. And we're constantly thinking there's something wrong with us or yeah. we're not strong enough, right? That's my story. I have four university degrees. I have law degree, then master's in law, psychology, PR, and blah, blah, blah. that's just high education. I'm taught certifications, courses, blah, blah, blah. that's a lot of this. But until I started working on that mindset, on those blocks, on that shame, on that guilt, on that those limiting beliefs that are carrying with me. None of that conscious intellectual power was actually useful. Right, exactly. That's a good point. I had my master's in law, international law. Do you think I overcame fear of public speaking, or fear, or fear of showing up? No, they didn't teach me that. I had to hook my mindset. I had to fix something there. And I did. I keep fixing it for myself in there because it's like onion, right? You yes, it is. <laughs> That's what we talked about. Yep. Life is like an onion. And every layer that you pull off, there's another layer that you've got to get through. And it, that's okay. But you know, that's the adventure of life. It's not broken. It's not a bad thing. It's just the adventure and the challenges that we get to go through so that we can learn who we are and what our meaning is and our passion is. You gotta have that mechanism. You, you, you gotta have it in your toolbox. How to let it go. How to forgive. Because we tend to do it intellectually, as I said, right? We, okay, maybe I'll go, uh, okay, okay, okay. I have so many walls for my diplomas, but it's just not enough. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop. I had to stop at one point and tell like everything is okay with you. You know enough. Let's go get down to business. Right. right. <laughs> and showing up and you know, spreading my message and doing podcasts and doing public speaking. I had to hire the best coaches because I think I'm worth it. Jack Canfield, Lisa Nichols, Bob Proctor. I don't know what I would do without coaches, really, without my mentors, without all the help and support. And you were meant to support each other. 
and to inspire each other. That's what we're meant to do. You know, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what you do for a career or a job, you're still, whether you're a parent, you're a friend, you're a child to someone, a brother or sister, we mentor and inspire each other. That's what we're meant to do. Well, Christian, but you know that a lot of women don't realize this? No, they don't. They think it's, it's an ego thing. I'm smart. I'm educated. I'm successful in something. That's who I work with. I work with like successful women. But that success is the outside, the intellectual success. But the feeling inside, they're not wowed by their own. Right, exactly. It's that self-doubt. It's that I'm not good enough. Again, it's looking at their value. It's finding their value. To ask. Oh, forget asking. We don't ask for help. That was one lesson I so had to learn with my injury was asking for help. I'd never done that before. (laughs) It's like, what do you, how do you do that? And how do you accept that? Learning to accept that. Same thing with money. If you're close to accepting it, how the hell are you waiting for? Okay. Law of attraction will work. Okay. But you close. Can you open the door or window something? (laughs) (laughs) And say that you need it because from the outside, again, especially the, the women who I work with, they look okay. I know that about me. People look at me, oh, she's, wow, she has this, she has that, she's doing Look at her achievements. Yeah. And I tell, until I reach out and I say, you know, I need some help. I need some coaching. I need some support. And people are happy to support, right? But until I do that, nobody's going to nod at each. Would you like some help, Katya? <laughs> No, they don't, do they? They don't say that. They don't show up at your house and say, hey, I thought maybe you might need some help. No, you have to reach out. You do have to do a little bit of the work. But in our world, we kind of do that sometimes, right? Because, you know, we reach out and say, how can I support you on this project? I think you're doing something great. But we just, we had to learn this because we have surrounded ourselves with, I would say, a little bit higher consciousness people. Yes. So we're privileged. Right. (laughs) And that's another uh, important rule of success is who you surround yourself with. There's a saying that you teach the people behind you and you learn from the people in front of you. You're constantly following them. Somebody's following you. Sometimes we feel... Uh, this overwhelm and maybe imposter that what I know now, it's like, that's so obvious. How am I going to teach this? People know this. Like to me in fitness and nutrition, everything's so obvious to me now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why would I write about it? It's like so <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. But when I was going through my fitness journey, when I was competing, when I was, before I was competing, how I got there, oh my God, there's so much to learn, so much to go through, so much to struggle with. And same with money. I kind of, sometimes I feel like it's so obvious. <laughs> when I was 22, I decided that I wanted to bench press 250 pounds. I didn't know anything about bench pressing. I didn't know anything about exercise. I had no idea. It was just... I saw somebody do it and I thought, I want to do that. 
it took me a year. It took me a lot of learning how to move my body, how to lift weights, how, you know, and it took a mentor, you know, it took a coach, it took an expert so that I could learn how to do that safely. I did 10 reps and I put it down, never picked it up again, but I did it. And I learned from that, that I have the capability if I reach out to the people who know how to do this already, and they are willing to teach me and I can get there. And I I drew on that years later when I had my accident on, okay, this may be something I don't know how to do right now, but I can learn, I can figure it out. I can reach out. I can find people that can help me. One person may give me an answer I don't want, I can find another person that will give me the answer I do want, or at least put me on the path of where I can find the answer. And I think that's sometimes what we forget is just because one person gives us an answer that we don't like doesn't mean there's not something else, another path, another way to get to where we do want to be. And even that answer that you got, at least you now, it's still a plus. Right, exactly, exactly. Still an achievement. That's still it's a a win. Yeah, God, we don't give each other or give ourselves those wins. You know that is such an important piece of this. Wow, to remember that we are wow every single day. To look in the mirror and say, "I love you. You are are amazing." I'm so proud of you for doing this, this, and this today. I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I tend to get into those moods and then snap out of it somehow uh, through training. I still train. Uh, I still do. Because it just became part of me. It became my identity. That's why I continue to do yoga. It's what got me walking again. And, and I will never quit doing yoga because it's now a part of who I am. People forget, and again, that's another our message, right? It's not what you get out of whatever you do. It's who you become. Exactly. That is so true. There are three steps in this becoming. This, first of all, what you, and I went through this, uh, what you get. Like, I was very um, materialistic. <laughs> right? I still love it. Don't get me wrong. I still love jewelry. I was a jeweler, so I grew up with that. Oh, nice. Now, see, I like the old stuff. I am very much into the whole vintage. I just love that. I grew up with vintage diamonds, different, like my father, until he dealt with that. So in Russia, imagine. Yeah, that's amazing. It was beautiful. So I was getting, not when I actually, interesting, when I was surrounded by that, by that wealth on my, my father, I didn't, I wasn't materialistic at all when the world has my world has changed i started becoming one i think i got influenced by other women who i was around with um by was getting 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 bags we all go through this i believe uh, chanel bags are nice bag cars the, the designer clothes okay i went through that I still have it in three storages all over the world <laughs> i don't know what to do with that <laughs> Out? Mm, no, that was an investment back then. I have Chanel suits from when I was like 25. Can you imagine I was wearing 
So now suits when I was 23, 24, 25. That is amazing. Good for you. Those are some beautiful suits. Yeah, I still have them. Uh, then it was what I do what became important. So what I did with those degrees and I wanted to be, be a, first I wanted to be a psychologist because I've always wanted to help people. So I thought that would be through psychology, but there was a whole bunch of theories. I don't know. I get it. I totally get it. I was a psychology major too. So <laughs> <laughs> psychology was like, okay, this, this, and that, but this. It's very restrictive. Yes. And then I want I thought, okay, I'll do it through law because lawyer, I was imagining myself and those Chanel suits, obviously standing, <laughs> defending somebody. It was just, it was a beautiful picture of me, but didn't really make me feel well. But that was about who, what I did. And you know what, Christian, I'm realizing that just now, recently, like I'm talking this last two months, I feel that I'm being happy with who I am, regardless of what I do, don't do. And I kind of letting it go of all those names, speaker, coach, Mrs. Canada. It's just me. It's a new feeling because I'm an achiever, overachiever. Obviously, I've been striving for that. And now I'm all of that. I'm whatever. I can be wow. <laughs> Now this wellness is, yes, again, about what I have become without comparing myself to anybody, without, it's just having more peace and love and acceptance. That's good. So that's my kind of new me, spreading that message, that love and acceptance and forgiveness, gratitude. Oh, it's awesome, Katia. You've got such an amazing spirit and such a great energy. And I am just really honored to have met you and to have gotten to know you. You really touched my heart. Thank you. Thank you. We're connected like this, right? When <laughs> yes. We're like, let's do retreats. Let's yes. do this. Yes. We're still doing Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got to get together on that. You know, I have a podcast and I have a podcast because I really like to talk. And why not? I do these videos that my daughter kind of set me up doing for promotion of the, the podcast. And so it just gives me more opportunity to talk. <laughs> and I love that. But it doesn't really have anything to do with ego. It's not like I'm, I'm out there because I want people to see me. I do. I want to get that message out there. I want to, you know, let people know that they have a voice. They have a value. They have victories that they should share. And it's good to brag. There's nothing like a good brag on yourself, but that's not ego. When you learn to brag, it's not about ego. It's about counting your victories, counting those blessings, being grateful for having a life. Having gotten so close to death, and I say I just laughed in his face and told him I wasn't ready, but <laughs> left him wanting. Just getting so close to death, touching it, literally touching it, changed my whole perspective. Life is about living, truly living. 
having fun, enjoying what you do, being passionate and sharing that passion with other people. And that is not about ego. That is nothing. Actually, my near-death experience also allowed me to, well, I got out of the fire alive. And that's why I'm here to tell women that, you know, we'd better leave before we die and have fire within so that we just live and, and enjoy and help others. Because it's also, it can happen like this. In an instant, it's gone. Gone. And you stand there looking at that house where your childhood, you see those dinners, breakfast, movies, your father, your mother, your whole life is just burning. How old were you? I was 33. I just got out of this relationship with uh, my daughter's father. I just started living my life, just got out of that gluten glam in Monaco, and boom. Wow. I was one bit away from dying. Somehow I made it out, and I was just standing there. <gasps> my brother, my dog, thanks God they're here. Right. Yeah, it kind of gives you a different perspective on, on material stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, that's when I realized, okay, I'm going to start living for me. Since that, I just started giving myself gifts of life. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. We're allowed to try things and try something else. <laughs> I in fitness bikini. I mean, I went on stage when I was 42. I just, that's awesome. <laughs> Almost, and that skinny bikini and the Swarovski, everything I detested before, like I never accepted the fake hair, fake nails, fake right. those fake diamonds. It wasn't me. But then, what if it was me? It was the other side of me. Being open, being sexy, being bold, being so audacious. And that's, you know, just that gift is so valuable because it allowed me, okay, if I can do that, it's like lifting it. If I can do that, what if I can do more? Then there was the book. Then there was another book. Then there was Mrs. Canada. I mean, I was just telling you the story how I came here and I thought everything was so unachievable. I became Mrs. Canada at 46. And I had the worst fear of aging before that. And I'm like, now, okay, what's next? Right? I know. It's like every new line that I get, I'm like, ooh, what adventure was that? <laughs> You know, let's smile. I, yeah, I got the smile lines and it's like, I like the aging. I do. I think the, the most interesting thing is you stop caring what other people think. And I, I'm just wondering, I don't know if it's it, it possible when you're younger, if it was just for the age or experience or us being trained. But I'm just wondering how life would be if I didn't care about other people's opinions. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could have handled that when I was younger. It was everything to me, other people's opinions. And, and so I kept a lot of what I felt and thought inside because I didn't want anybody to know that I wasn't going to measure up to their expectations. 
or what I thought their expectations were going to be. And I certainly wasn't going to measure up to what I thought they were based on their outsides. I measured my inside by your outside. So like, I would have never spoken to you. You're beautiful. You carry yourself very well. And it was like, ah, uh, yeah, no. When when people get through to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. To get through that. You know, <laughs> I had a real problem with tall women. And I didn't know why for a really long time until I realized that it came from my mother. My mother was taller than me. And so there was that intimidation that she had to me as a smaller child. And until I had a daughter who was six foot. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, I learned very quickly to quit having that as an issue, you know, and to peel that piece of the layer of my onion off. But yeah, I mean, tall women, I had a rough time with for a really long time until I had. I'm not that tall. I don't know. I'm, I'm only five, three, five, four. So, you know, I'm short, but. You know, my grandmother was only 4'11", for goodness sakes, and she was a powerhouse. Let me tell you, that woman was amazing. And I didn't know half of what she did, accomplished, or was, you know, who she was until after she'd passed away. And we found all of this information about how she had put herself through college playing basketball. She was 4'11", and she was the center. Yeah! In college, like, it was amazing. You know, that was what I knew of her was her as a powerhouse. I just didn't know everything about her. But yeah, so that was my limiting belief. One of my limiting beliefs that, you know, I wasn't good enough because I was short. Oh my God, those beliefs. Right? I know. <laughs> Sometimes you go back and you go, why would you think such a thing? All my life, I've been a misfit. I'm probably going to do a static talk on this. Misfit. I love it. Misfitness. Misfit to misfitness. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah, I just want to now I fit into life, into myself, you know, because before, okay, I'm too, Moscow is too wealthy for the communism. <laughs> when I came here, I wasn't wealthy enough for this capitalism. Then I was too fat for it to be a model. Now I'm actually too, uh, at one point I was too masculine to be a model. I was told. Then I was too sexy to play moms. Then I was too, this time, these days, I'm too Russian to be anything. <laughs> oh, Katya, you know, I'm sorry, but I have this issue. I'm going to put it out there that there is no reason why I should judge you because of the country that you came from. You are not Putin. You did not make this decision. It is not your war. It's his. It matters not where you come from or who I I'm, I'm a Texan. Okay. And we got some crazy ass shit going on in Texas right now with the governor. I totally disagree with. There are times when I am not so proud to be a Texan. I've always been proud to be a Texan. That's been part of my identity through my life. But I have a real problem with people judging other people because of where they came from. 
because of what country they're from, because of what color they are, because of what religion they are, because of what their choices are and in whether they get vaccinated, not getting vaccinated. Girlfriend, you are an amazing woman, no matter where you came from. Thank you so very much. And you know what? But you know that, but maybe somebody doesn't. Those people who judge, they judge themselves. Yes, ma'am. They have that judgment and they can overcome it. Unfortunately, if they choose to, they'll come to us because <laughs> it's possible. I mean, I, I was the most judgmental person. I can judge with the best of them. Believe me, I can. But we got to let go of that. We got to let go of judgment because really you're right. It comes down to what we're judging inside of ourselves. It's not anything to do with you or anyone else that we're judging. It has to do with our lack and limitation. And the more we learn not to go there outside of our control, zone of control, where okay, this is me, this is what I think, this is what I, to go there, get into those people's minds and what they do. And oh my God, there's so much shit going on right? here in my zone. <laughs> I have no time and energy to go there. I sometimes do. I mean, I'm human. Of course, I'm not perfect. I think I think there's a disclaimer on my website. I'm not per no perfect people allowed in my world. Oh, I love that. I'm stealing that from you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, people expect when we show up. Some people say, "Oh, but you are this." That's why they have a disclaimer on this, that, that, and more. And less. I'm the most unperfect woman in the world, but it doesn't pre prevent me from being, wow, I have so much stuff going on here that I consciously am working on having less and less judgment and less and less criticism for myself and just being more of a coach to myself rather than a judge, critic. And that's just one for those people who are thinking in terms of beliefs <laughs> and they're limiting themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sorry, but really, do you have control? Do you, can you go talk to Putin? <laughs> you know, it'd be like me going and talking to Joe Biden. You know what? Even if I did, let's pretend I did, huh? Well, probably he would tell me, I, I think, probably tell me, Katya, do you know everything 100% was going on? And I would say I don't. Because neither side knows what's going on 100%. And even if there is a, like a one chance, 1% that it's not. I, we don't. And we can't say what someone else is thinking. We can't say for certain what someone else is doing or the whys behind why they do what they do. And we certainly can't control someone else. Exactly. It's not about taking sides or anything. Like, I'm beyond that. Again, it's no place of no judgment because really, I don't know the why of that particular, I'm not talking about that particular person right now, but we can't judge anybody for his or her behavior because we don't know why they're behaving the way they're behaving. Yep. So just waste your time yeah. <laughs> on your. <laughs> Right. Yes. You waste the more, you know, uh, good energy we have <laughs> for those people. Open your heart. Allow the energy of your heart to direct 
what you're doing, what you're saying and how you're behaving towards yourself and towards other people and the world will change. And once you're done there, once you're done, when you can honestly say, okay, I'm done. I'm like, I feel good. I feel great. Then maybe you can go outside and not tell everybody what to know, what to do, or not tell everybody how good or bad they are, but start asking questions. How can I help? How can I service? How can I maybe, what if you don't see it this way? Just start asking and whoever needs one's help will tell you, right? Whoever, that's, that's okay. That was my mistake in the beginning of coaching. Okay, let me help you. Let me help you lose weight. Right. Oh, believe me, I, I have had many a time where I got on my soapbox and it didn't matter what you thought. This is what I was telling you was the only way. We're not perfect. That's what I, did I mentioned that. <laughs> now it's learning to listen. For me, it's learning to speak from a different place, from a place of somebody. Actually, my coach, Lisa Nichols, I'm her executive. I'm very proud of being her executive client. And she tells me in the beginning, we were like working on my messaging on trying to find the angle and I said okay fitness and nutrition and she's like Katya those women need some healing before going into fitness and nutrition before going into any business before starting a relationship healing needs to be done amen and you can do this look at me the blonde <laughs> Rolex watch I can come to terms with like me being i thought it was just not again not me <laughs> but then i changed my belief that's good because you're an amazing healer how does she say that she said katia why are you are the traumatized healer something like that yeah that you've been there you've been into this dark even though it did look good to everybody else i did have a thrive i did live on this bold being served seven people served me did this make me happy no i needed that healing to overcome my ego everything was taken away from me my life was almost taken away from me twice that fire uh, and and one more time was given a diagnosis of the disease that my father had als so everything started to be taken away from me slowly thanks god is like material things but I was losing my ego. That was my healing. I know a thing or two about healing, saying goodbye to that ego, to those fears, which is ego and fears, I see. <laughs> that wanting to be perfect. I used to have breakthrough to wow. Now it's more a breakthrough to money. I love that. I think that you will be amazing at that. I really do. And it, it's so valuable and so needed. So kudos, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Everyone, before we go into sales, like um, we think we need more techniques, structure, business structure, marketing, da, 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 and it's all good. But we've learned so much. But unless there's a belief that I'm not, if you have a belief that you're not worthy, no matter what you learn, you're still not going to be worthy. Right? Because <laughs> it's based on your mindset, not on the knowledge. I mean, four university degrees, is that enough? I don't know. 
maybe you should get some more. <laughs> yes, I think I was actually thinking of getting PhD. Law, psychology, I thought I didn't like psychology, but law, I didn't like law. This, uh, okay, why don't you just well, you have a PhD in you, PhD in wildness. Yes, there you go. I have a PhD in hard knocks. <laughs> That's what my PhD is in. <laughs> I've been through it. And I say that I am every woman because I have gone through so many of the traumas of women. And we can together make it through all of those, no matter what those traumas are. And whether we've gone through them or we haven't gone through them, we have the ability to support and inspire and guide each other. And those traumas? You know? They're so different. They're so the same. <laughs> oh, right? They are. It's just and it's just I'm like, okay, I I like know what you're gonna tell me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I know the feelings. I know that feel the your pride. I know that. Katya, this has been really awesome. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday afternoon with me. It was wonderful. That was fun. I love <laughs> fun. Life is a party. Yes, it is. It's not struggle. It's not suffering. So let's celebrate all this suffering and let's just dance. I love that. Dance. Yes. Albert Einstein has a saying about dance, and I don't have it right off the top of my head, but it is one that I'm going to put on my website because I am with you. For me, dance has been extremely important in my healing. And I say I'm a pole dancer now because I use my security poles to dance with. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. <laughs> right? Yeah. Life is a game. It's all in how you play. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks. And uh, we'll see each other soon. Yes. There you go. We'll do some pole dancing. <laughs> you bet, girl. No problem. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Roar with Sparks. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And, of course, rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We can be reached at www.wrarinc.com. Thank you again, and we can't wait to see you here next week. How loud is your roar?